Are you aware of your full potential? Do you know what human beings are truly capable of? Welcome to the Unleashing Human Potential podcast. Through meaningful conversations with extraordinary speakers, you will be equipped with the knowledge, mindset, and tools that you need to unleash happiness, fulfillment, and success in your life, business, and leadership endeavors. It is time for you to reach your true potential. And now, your host, Carl Hakon Rodland. All right, guys, we are on the third episode of the Unleashing Human Potential podcast. And today I have a real treat for you. Today I have with me Will Gill from Get All Australia. Will is a successful entrepreneur and fitness coach from Australia that helps professionals and entrepreneurs to build muscle and feel healthy without sacrificing their professional life. Will is a hustler and a true inspiration, going from really being a nobody to a fit fighting machine, which you will definitely see when you when you see this beautiful man. And I'm just extremely excited for you guys listening in today because we're going to dive deep into how you can unleash your fitness potential and turn this pandemic into an opportunity for yourself. So Will, welcome on the show. I'm really happy to have you here, brother. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Good stuff. So we're just going to jump, jump right into it. And, and I'm going to ask you the first question that I ask all my guests. Who is Will and what shaped you in becoming the person you are today? Yeah, so I don't really feel like I have a, a definite answer of who I am because I'm always changing. And I feel like as a, anyone who's doing well in life is always changing and you should never stay the same. Uh, because as you go through life, you're always going to find better ways to to, to experience life and go through life so you shouldn't be the same so i don't i don't feel like i can ex- purely define who i am but you know <clears throat> from the person that i used to be i was an incredibly shy person uh, i struggled a lot with just speaking and raising my voice uh, in general to to be heard and you know i didn't have the confidence to do a lot of things i wasn't very skilled at anything to be honest and yeah so from being that person to the person I am now started with me just going through a journey of, you know, immersing myself into things. For example, playing piano was one of the first kind of talents, if you will, that I, that I really got into. And I just dedicated a lot, a lot of time into that because I was never used to being good at anything. And that sounds quite negative, but I, I wasn't. And that was my thought process back in the day. So piano was the first thing that I could really just, really recognize that, hey, this is in my control, that I can actually build a skill. You know, this is something that the more hours I just put in, the better I'm going to get. Uh, so that was the first thing I started getting really good at. And I obviously went to a music school from that point. And from that point onwards, uh, I was training at the same time. I was I started getting into working out. And the reason why was because I was in the change room once. I was, this is high school still, by the way. Um, I was in the, in the change rooms and one of my friends, no one knew this. No one knew this. He, t- he had changed his shirt. And when he took his shirt off, I remember just these thick abs on abs on abs and this chest and this back. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I never knew you had this body. <laughs> and he never told anyone. And this is the kind of guy that 
Uh, I'm still connected with him now. Very respectable guy is doing very well in business as well. And I was just like, it made sense that he had that, but he wasn't bragging about it. He wasn't trying to show it off. It was just like, you just caught him in the corner, like doing his thing. And it's just, that really, really inspired me. And, and I, I started asking him more about it. And then I was just very intrigued about it. And at the, at the time I was very insecure about myself, my image and, you know, not being able to be a confident human being, not feeling confident with myself and any skills that I had at the time. And from that point on, I saw my brother, he had a, a five kilo, kilogram pair of dumbbells and I'll, he, he started doing some curls, you know, for the biceps. And I remember watching him and I'm like, man. And then I, I, I refer back to my friend, like that image comes in my mind. I'm like, I got I to gotta, I gotta start working on myself. You know, this is kind of unacceptable. I, I had this, almost this deep, you know, this deep disappointment in myself for, for wanting all these things and just not putting in the work. You know what I mean? You know, wanting to be, a certain kind of man in a social interaction and, and, and being so, so limited by nerves and fear to, to do any of what I wanted to do. And that was very, you know, impactful on my self-esteem at the time. So I had a very, very low self-esteem. And all these little things, the piano and then the weights were things that made me feel a little bit better about myself. It's like, okay, well, I'm starting to build something now. I feel really motivated and inspired from that. And from that point on, yeah, I started working out a lot. And whilst I was at that music school, I, I slowly became from the piano guy, because that's what I played, into the fitness guy. Uh, my reputation changed because fitness started really becoming a passion because of the type of man that it really made me. Because it really did change me. It really did. You know, when you start looking better, you start feeling better, you start communicating better, and you start having a different kind of vibe and energy about you. And people really recognize that. So the moment I left school, I... I had stressed very much about whether to go the music or the fitness route. The reason why I went fitness was because it just aligned with my values a lot more. So my values, you know, I wanted to be, I didn't want to be hunched at a piano with terrible posture every day for eight hours and uh, antisocial. <laughs> it wasn't a good feeling. I, I did enjoy it, but it wasn't a good feeling living that lifestyle. But fitness, I really liked the lifestyle because first of all, you, the person you become from it, is just, in my opinion, you become a lot more outgoing. You're around more people. You feel better because you're doing what your body's meant to do, which is to move. Uh, so it just fit a lot more of my values. And that's why I went that route. And I just went straight into coaching. The moment I went out of high school, I was, I was already quite educated at that point because I spent a lot of time obsessing about learning it. I got certified. As soon as I got out of school, straight into the PT business, started coaching. Uh, it's been over four years now. And I've gone from coaching people in person as well, uh, going across that into obviously the online route as well now. Um, and I, I just prefer that model. And I find it's better because in person, it's almost like, hey, you're going to see your trainer once a week. You're going to feel great. He's going to push you. And that's like, see you later uh, until next week where you're going to feel good again, having a conversation with me and training. I, I, I just didn't like that because it's not very holistic approach to become, you know, if someone's got a goal, that they want to get in shape and, you know, lose X amount of kilos. Well, you got to approach their health and fitness holistically. Yeah. What about their eating, their lifestyle habits? What are they doing outside of that one hour when they train with you? These are actually more important than that one hour with you. Uh, so yeah, I could say so that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now is that all my time is, is dedicated with my online clients and uh, yeah, that, that's, that's my situation right now. 
Man, 100%. It's, it's, it's extremely powerful. It's always so interesting to hear people's story. And especially that pivotal moment where you're just like, no, I'm tired of this. I'm going to take responsibility for myself now. I'm going to take complete responsibility and ownership for my own life. Can you take us a bit through it, like how that process were for you? Was that, was that one moment or was it gradual? I think for me, it was gradual. Like there was always dissatisfaction within myself. Uh, I was quite hard on myself because I feel like in everyone's mind, they see themselves as what they could be. And at least that's what I did. And the constant thought of what I could have been, it was really like, I let it get to me so much. And every time I had any kind of reference experience in life where it proved to me that I'm not that person, uh, it really dug at me. So for me, I, I can't tell you one situation, but there are obviously like uh, a few moments here and there that stick in my mind a bit more. Uh, you know what I mean? And I've just had, you know, occasional events here and there that really reinforced, of you know, me not liking uh, the person that I was at the time. So, yeah, I mean, in regards to image as well, I remember one, one point in time, you know, I, I could never, never go to any public setting with my shirt off without feeling extremely paranoid about everyone looking at my stomach because I had a little bit of fat there. <laughs> I would walk around. I remember as, as, as just a young, young guy walking around like beaches and pools with my arms crossed over my stomach to cover the mm. fat. You know what I mean? And it was literally just a constant way of living in my head around people judging me people judging me mm. and that just got so overwhelming to the point i never went through a depressive state or anything but uh it was just so it's just not a way that i wanted to live anymore and uh if there was a pivotal point i think it was just a bunch of things and then the the momentum of also picking up skills with the, the piano and then starting getting to the health and fitness and i uh, realizing that i could change these things as well uh, that kind of made me just go that route. And, and I remember that the way I really immersed into it was through YouTube videos at the start. You know, I'd watch personal development YouTube videos and uh, I just got obsessed because the re <laughs> how could you not get obsessed about the idea of becoming a stronger version of yourself? And it's like, oh, here's a way. Here's a way. Like this, that, that, that was the YouTube videos for me. It was like, here's an actual way. I've done this before. For you to be that that type of guy you want to be i know what to do and in my mind i'm like this is crazy you can learn this <laughs> i thought i was always just going to be this guy that i just didn't like and uh shy didn't like how i looked how how my energy was my confidence i, I just thought you know i didn't know i could change that and when i realized i could change that that became everything to me. And I just immersed myself a hundred percent. And over a long period of time, um, I will say there was a, a lot of dabbling, right? Like anyone, right? Like you're instilling the ideas in your head, but you don't act on a lot of things because you don't really know uh, when you're, when you're younger, you just don't understand as much of, you know, what the most effective, effective courses of actions are. Uh, but that was a gradual process for me. Um, but yeah, once I immersed into that thing, a lot of new ideas in my mind, I really isolated myself from a lot of people and just focused on uh, on that, on building myself, learning these concepts. 
And uh, after a very long time, I mean, during recess and lunch in high school, at least when I was in high school, I would be watching uh, programs that had, I had bought for personal development or I would be playing piano, you know, practicing piano. I, w- I was rarely, rarely out socializing, rarely doing any of that. And, and I would just immerse, immerse and immerse. And it was just that whole, a few years of doing that. And then my character just gradually getting stronger, 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 stronger uh, until now. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of changes now. And the results have accelerated way more. But uh, at that start point, it was a lot of dysfunction. I couldn't give you one event, uh, followed by realizing, hey, I, I don't have to be like this. Seeing inspiration from certain people, whether that's friends uh, or whatever. And uh, using that, that emotional leverage to just get some things done. Yeah. And, and that was kind of my journey. Most definitely. And I think it's so, it's so interesting what you're saying about, you know, you, you want it more, you have this dream, you, 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 you go around and you feel like you have this potential within you and you feel that you're not living up to it and you're being a dick towards yourself because you knew that you could be more, you knew that you could be, be better. And this is a trend. This is a topic. I, I, it's, it's so interesting to talk with all sorts of people about it because every, every human being have that dream within them. But then when you're not putting in the effort, you don't really deserve it either, you know? So you, yeah, you don't deserve it. If yeah. you don't get mad at yourself, if you're not angry, emotionally disturbed by the fact that you are not acting on becoming better, that's, that says a lot. It really says a lot about you. Uh, it, it is unimaginable for me to to be in a world where I was just like, oh, yeah, I could, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Netflix is cool. Like, that's, that's not good. <laughs> I, you, should be, you should be angry and disappointed in yourself. Mm. Like, honestly, you really should. If, if, if you are okay with that, and uh, a lot of people are okay with it, a lot of people do feel angry and disappointed in themselves, but they do not act. They don't act. They don't use it and act and stay in the game long enough. And that's, that's the difference is like, you, you got to be in the game long enough. You got to, you can't just stop when you don't feel motivated. It's like, you're going to die. One day you're going to die. And the graveyard, it's the, it's the richest place in the world. Cause that's where all the dreams are buried. That's where all the movies that were never made is lying dead. You know, that's where, that's where, you know, all like, like the business, the businesses that were never started, the, the podcasts, the, the musics, the music that were never, that were never made. It's, it's crazy to think about. So how, how are you currently staying consistent? Because it takes, it takes effort. How are you cultivating that potential and reminding yourself of these things every single day? Yeah, honestly, a big one is hanging around the right people, you know, being part of, whether that's programs, masterminds, uh, certain groups, it really, really does make a big difference. Uh, and I know because I, I've had a good work ethic for a good amount of time now, but I've had a good work ethic where my, my, I wasn't you know, in these groups and I've had a good work ethic when I was in these groups. And I get way more results when I'm in these groups <laughs> because, because these guys, you're bouncing off their energy, right? You know, if you're, if you're feeling tired or fatigued or uninspired and then you jump on a call with them, they're like, okay, 
Will, what have you done? What, what have you done this week? But by the way, like before they, they even asked that, they're like, oh, by the way, I just did this cool thing, this accomplishment in my business, or I just, you know, lost five, 10 kilos. Oh, Will, what about you? And you're just like, yeah, you know, uh, I've just been uh, chilling out a little bit. You're not, <laughs> they're going to just give you this look that's like, oh okay like you're not gonna be invited to another call in that group ever again probably (laughs) like it it forces you to up your standard right so always be around the right people and uh, the right group because they're going to really bring you up Um, another thing is like always have just having a clear clear uh vision of what your goal is you know what's your goal what are you trying to achieve and just just you know stop dabbling on on activities that and this is one thing that really like people spend way too much time on activities that aren't actually moving them forward. They're like maintenance activities. You know what I mean? You know, they're going to wake up and do, I have nothing against morning routines. I, I, I implement it too, but like a morning routine that lasts like a few hours. <laughs> it's like, how long are you going to wait before you're going to actually do things that move the, the, the needle? You know what I mean? Mm. And actually mm. move towards your goals. And so actually know what important actions you need to take and have a plan. You know, like, no, you should know what your day is going to look like. If you don't, and you're just trying to guess exactly what you need to do every day, you're going to waste mm. a lot of time and you're not going to feel very inspired. Uh, so those are some big things for me. And that, honestly, it's what you said. It's just balancing with perspective of, oh, you only get one life, you know, at least from what I know, you only, you only get one life. And we don't, we don't really internalize that until either you've had a close to, to death experience or, you know, some, some kind of experience in life, right? But the, the more you can really remind yourself of that, the better. Because it, as humans, it's kind of hard to internalize concepts like that if we, if we haven't had those experiences. But do your best to really internalize that. It's like any moment, you know, when you just drive down the road, it could totally not be your fault. It could be someone else's fault. But you could die. You could die from someone else's fault. It wasn't your fault. And that could be any moment. And it just really, you know, if you really think about that, it's like, if that really happened and he'd just be lying there, it's like, oh, this is it. It's done. It's like all those, all those, those days, those nights, those weekends that I just kind of lazed around. I didn't create more connections with people close to me. I didn't work on my goal. Uh, I didn't embody the best person I could have been. That's, that's painful. That's really painful. Um, so it's it's a mixture of all those things 100 percent. it's like number one like surroundings creating that ecosystem of opportunity where you're surrounding yourself with people that keep you to a higher standard right and also like our good friend jasmina ellens the host of the young entrepreneur's journey podcast shout out to jasmina she says you know your network is your net worth and it's so true And then the second thing you're talking about, like really knowing clearly what your goals are. I love this because how can you, if you don't have a target, if you, if you don't know what the target is, how can you hit it? And number three, do the most important thing. The, the most important needle movers, the 80, 20 principle, right? Like the, the thing you're saying with the morning routine, I've been there myself. Having all of this, all of this fancy schmancy stuff I want to get done in the morning. No, what's the most important shit? And do that. What are the needle movers? I love it, man. So, yep. <laughs> like, thing is, thing is, you have to start somewhere. 
and for people who are sort of in the beginning, like in, in our sphere, we, we talk a lot about consistency and, and there's no magic pill. Could you, could you give your take on that? Yeah. Well, I've been there. Like when I was in, when I was in year 11 and 12, that was my period of what am I going to do with my time when I get outside of school? You know, I don't want to just do nothing. I don't want to take a gap year. I don't waste time. Like I want to get right into my, 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 my career. You know, I want to, I want to get things done. And back then I, I just made the mistake of reading too much and kind of just reading, <laughs> you know, that's another thing of just, People procrastinate by justifying their interpersonal development, but all they do is just read about ideas that they forget about and don't execute on. So what I would say is start executing. Try different things that interest you that you think might have potential to be a career because you don't really know. You will never really know if that's going to be something that you want to do. Typically, passion is built once you get good at something. So if you got some kind of interest in something that you see yourself having a good skill at as well, then start taking action in, in that direction and you need this is not a question you need a mentor get a mentor do not do this yourself that's just disrespectful to yourself a mentor i i know someone uh by the name of Derek who who says literally investing in mentors is investing in in your own success literally you know what i mean so go get a mentor who's doing the thing that you think might have potential uh, as a career for you because worst case if you don't do that thing and you, you spent money to do it well you just kind of well you got new ideas anyway first of all from the mentor you got a reference experience to what type of actions are actually required to get results in something and you all you also just paid to realize you don't want to do that thing and you save time you know what i mean so go get a mentor start executing start wasting time on you know all these little things that like personal development is great and I implement it all the time, but I do not spend most of my day reading about, you know, motivation. At the end of the day, you've got to be putting the work in and again, find that activity that's most important for whatever goal you think might be a good career for you. Get the mentor. They're going to tell you the steps and prioritize those steps. And then another thing I will add is make sure your habits uh, are ones that are going to promote productivity right? Because I really find that regardless of your goal, a lot of people get held back because of habits that they have, right? They, they wake up very, very late. You know, I know people uh, who wake up at 11am regularly. And I'm like, that's crazy. 11am? <laughs> like, what are you doing in those other hours? You know, you could be doing so much more. So create the right habits uh, and make sure that when you do the work, that you're supposed to do once you know what you're supposed to do through the previous steps I just spoke about, that you're doing it properly and you're focused. You know, it's something I like to do. Uh, uh, and obviously that you, you, you know that we kind of do as a group as well is 30 minute time blocks of very productive work with no distraction. Turn your phone off, put, put it on an airplane or do not disturb, have it outside the room, but don't, don't be trying to do all these different things and just know exactly what you need to do. Once you get the action step, and do very, very focused work around that and set the right habits up for your success because the, a compound effect is the real thing. You know, if you set the right habits up every single day and you just do that, those results will compound for you. Uh, that's a very long answer, but uh, I hope that helps.
totally agree. Like if you, if you have this grand goal, it's, it, it can seem so much to grasp in the beginning and everything you need to figure out is the first step and you do the first step. And after that, you'll find the next step. And after that, the next step and you trust the process and you stay consistent with that. And what you're saying with, with mentors is so, is so key. Like you need to find people who are where you want to be. And they're going to shorten your learning curve dramatically, just, just like what you've been doing yourself. And those surround, surroundings, putting in the right effort, the right action, and not bullshitting yourself. Because it's really easy to start bullshitting yourself. Be like, no, like I can sleep in a bit longer. Like time flies. You're a mortal human being. You're not, you're not immortal. So let's, let's go into like the fitness part here. Like you're a fitness coach. What, what type of people do you help out and how do you help them out? Yeah. So typically the people that I help out, uh, it's men. I I specialize on men, uh, who are, who are very busy, who work professional jobs or they own a business. Um, a lot of times uh, they have a family too. Sometimes they don't. A lot of times they do. So they're quite busy people. They've got a lot of business on their back, a lot of responsibilities that they have to tend to. Uh, th- these, these are the people uh, that I focus on. Um, did you ask who I focus on? Uh, what was the other question? Sorry. Yeah. So who do you help and how do you help them out? Oh, how to help them as well, of course. So obviously, well, these guys, right? We, and I can relate to these problems because obviously I own a business as well. So there's so much time that you spend on a business or your work or whatever responsibilities that you have that it, in a lot of people's head to, to stop doing that and stop that, that workflow to go spend time on your fitness. It might seem almost counterintuitive because it's time that you're, you're spending away from your business and things like that. Um, but the thing is, is that you don't realize is your body. If you're not if you're not using your body efficiently and you're not moving how it should, your body is meant to move Well, you're not going to operate uh, as you should, as optimally as you should. Your focus just won't be as good as if you were healthy and, and moving, right? You're, you're designed to do that. You know, back millions of years ago, if you're just sitting down all day, you're not going to, you're not going to live very long as a human. Like there's a reason why your body operates better when you're moving because it wants you to move. So it's going to reward you by operating better. Right. So in, in our context nowadays, a lot of what we do, we're just sitting down, we're on the laptop, we're, we're, we're taking care of business or we're doing things for the family, dropping the kids off, uh, all these things. So what I do is how can you still do all those things, but also get the benefit of working on your health without taking away from your pre- professional lifestyle? And uh, the way I do that is through focusing on what really works, what are the most important uh needle movers, like you said, to, to get the best benefit from whatever activity or health thing that we're doing together um, so that you can be more productive with your work and live longer too. You know, you, you work so hard. Well, you want to be able to appreciate what you've worked for when, you know, a couple of years down the line, you know what I mean? You want to, you want to live on this world as long as possible. You want to reap the benefits of the hard work that you're putting in now. You want to have enough, you want to have enough energy to go about your day, get more work done, be productive, be focused. You know what I mean? So this this is exactly uh, the type of things that I do. 
And I, in regards to how it's, it's, it's again, knowing what's important, knowing that, Hey, you don't need to work out every single day. You don't need to be a gym freak to get results and be healthy. You don't need to be on a bodybuilder diet, a bodybuilder plan. You don't need to look like a bodybuilder. You just need to do a few things here and there that are important to, to keep your body moving, stay healthy with your eating uh, and, and stay in some shape. You know what I mean? Keep, keep some kind of strength there, but it doesn't need you to spend that much time on it. It really doesn't. You just need to know the important aspects that move the needle forward. That's it. Yeah, man, most definitely. And I, like one thing I think is so interesting is to hear when people say, no, I don't have time for working out. It's like mm. the, the thing I feel many people who don't work out, don't understand is that by actually putting in that 30 minute hour of, of working out, you'll actually gain more energy on the other side. Yes. You know, you're literally investing in being more productive later. Same with like a 10 minute meditation. Like, no, I, I don't have time for that. You're literally resting you're literally revitalizing and setting yourself up for more success and more productivity. Yes. And, and I, I just find that so interesting. So for people who are, you know, it's COVID, it's this pandemic and, and say, say you have somebody that that's working hard on themselves. They're, they're working on their business. They're a professional, but they've fallen a bit off the fitness track during this whole situation. What would be your advice to that person? Yeah. So it, it depends exactly on their goal, right? Like if they've got specifics of, Oh, I want to lose, you know, X amount of fat or I want to build muscle. It depends. Uh, that's part of my job, which is giving them the best of us for themselves. But from a general point of view, as someone who just wants to, uh, to feel good, feel healthy um, and keep com some kind of, functional strength to their body so that when they're older they're not you know hurting themselves all the time things like that it's uh you can still get some progress working at, at home with body weight exercises and just certain things available to you especially if you spend no time at all in fitness right uh, I, i've had clients who um they just train from home and they we get their nutrition on point we make sure that they're eating uh, you know good kind of quality foods and the right amounts because when you're trying to get into a certain, uh, let's say you've got a lot of body, uh, belly fat, right? A lot of men tend to have that problem. They saw a lot of fat around their belly. Well, it's it's the type of food that you eat matters, but also how much of that food is more important for you to lose that weight. So touch-ups like that, okay? What type of quality food can we get you eating more so you feel good? By the way, it's, it's so you can also feel a better focus for your business and your work because... It's, it's like a car. If you're putting terrible fuel in the car, well, you're not going to run as good. So we want good quality fuel for your body. Uh, that's the philosophy, right? And uh, how It's like running a Ferrari on shitty fuel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> probably, you're probably not riding a Ferrari. <laughs> you're a Ferrari if that's what you're doing. <laughs> like, like a Suzuki <laughs> or a Holden. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. It's... Yeah that matters and then also yeah. how much matters because weight like how much you weigh depends on how much you're putting in how many calories you're putting in versus how many calories you're burning throughout the day by moving so a lot of people who are just not moving much because they're busy and they're sitting a lot or whatever they're not burning many calories and then they're just going to go eat the most convenient thing available to them typically right uh, whatever's easy doesn't take much time and and what's easy and doesn't take much time 
fast food. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you've got this belly fat issue, or you know, you're not happy with how you look and feel. You feel a little bit demotivated, things like that. Uh, mm. Of course, especially when you're like mentally drained at the end of the day, right? If you if you've been mm. working all day, yeah, oh, whatever. I'll just go pull up at a, a McDonald's and you know get a burger. It's easy, you know what I mean? So that's that's actually. The, one of the most important things in regards to weight goals is the food, what type and how much. So I always adjust that uh, on my clients. Everyone's different. Again, it depends on certain statistics, how much you weigh, how much you move. And that's my job to figure that out. Um, do you have them I, track, track calories? Yeah, I, I do. Mm. Because if they take their goals seriously enough of wanting to look a certain way, well, what gets measured gets managed. So I want to track that. And again, it's not as hard as you think. People think it's this big, long process. No, it takes it takes two minutes maximum with a meal mm. that you eat to figure that out, right? Mm. Um, I do have clients who it's not really in their goal or best interest to to have a certain body weight. Um, their goal is a bit more strength, so we're we're focused on that, right? Uh, so it's not super important for them to be as strict with that. But if you take your weight goal seriously, yes, uh, I do recommend you track. Uh, and then again, to, to kind of touch up, which is the physical aspect of it, you think like this, right? You, it's not a time issue that you have. It's a time management issue and, and prioritization. Anyone can wake up 30 minutes earlier and, and put in a little bit of work or do a little bodyweight workout. You know what I mean? And that's, that's fine. You know, anyone can do it, but knowing the, the right things to do that are going to give you the most return on investment with that, that time that you put into your workout is going to make a big difference when compounded, right? So it, it's understanding uh, the fundamentals around what's a good, what, what, why is a program good, you know? Well, what aspects of a program make me get results, make me build muscle, make me get stronger? And that's, a, I've only spent five plus years researching that. So I couldn't <laughs> answer that one sentence. <laughs> but uh, there, there's a lot of aspects. Uh, and again, that's not for the client to, figure out that's for me to just do it on my behalf and then fill them in but yeah making sure that you're focusing on the right things when you work out it should be a holistic approach to the body you don't need a gym you don't need a gym membership i've got clients again who work from home especially in covid people are going to be at home work with your body do some kind of resistance training it doesn't have to be super long 30 minutes is better than zero right uh you could do it before work and then do a little bit after work you could split the workout in two you know, two 20-minute workouts, one morning, one night, you know, 20 minutes, think about this, you know, every time that you do a task and then the transition from that task to another task, what are you doing? Are you just checking social media for quickly five minutes? Are you going to the bathroom uh, and, and spending a bit too long in the bathroom? <laughs> you know, all these little chunks of time, is, it's, it's time that could have been put to a little workout that would have just got you way more return on investment. You know what I mean? So again, it's not time, it's time management. Um, so again, I'm very long, long-winded as you can tell, but for your question of what can someone do uh, who's at home, uh, it's COVID, they're still busy, which is start working with bodyweight exercises. Yeah. Find someone who has a holistic program or not just a program, but a holistic approach to writing programs that's specified to you. And, uh, Get the nutrition on point. Start having more quality foods. Understand what you need to lose a little bit of weight. And, and, and that's it. There's a lot of obviously ways to go about those things, but those are the fundamentals. If you're not putting the fundamentals in, the fundamentals don't change. But once you figure the fundamentals out, 
that's going to give you most of the results. And, and you'll realize that it doesn't take much time to do this. It's just awareness of what's the best use of your, your time. That's it. Depending on, on your fitness goals, when should you be tracking mm. your calories? Is that in relation to when you're doing heavy lifting or when you're just working out to stay energized? Yes. So uh, one thing you said before, which is, uh, should I do weights or functional training? Well, weights is functional. <laughs> so that's something people don't understand, which is like, um, you still should be using your muscles through all ranges of motions with some resistance. That is functional. Mm. And that's important. You mm. need to develop that strength. Right, especially again for when you're older, it's important. You want to be able to move things for your family when they need help. Maybe something's fallen. You need to. You got to be a man and have that strength. You know, people got to come to you. You got to be that leader. You know what I mean? Now mm. back to back to that question of well, when is it time to count calories? Well, that's the, I like that because it's a time and place. Some people like to do it all the time because it's such a habit. And, and that's, that was me, you know, it was just such a habit to do it. And I get more peace from knowing that depending on my weight goals, uh, I know that I'm doing, uh, I'm eating enough or, you know, to hit those goals. Now for someone who does not care, you know, they they've hit a point where what they eat, everyone has their body likes to maintain on average, a certain body fat percentage. Like if you just went about your day, Typically, you're going to average somewhere, right? There's going to be a comfortable spot for you without realizing that your body likes to stay at over a long time. You know, for me, that's around 12%, which is quite lean. Uh, that's where my body, if I just don't count and I eat on how I feel, I'm going to sit around there. So when does it become appropriate to count? Well, if you just like the body fat that you're at, you know, where you're at and you're just trying to be healthy and you don't have a particular goal, you just want to feel good and you're already doing some cardio, you do some weights for fun and you actually just really like where you're at. Well, you don't really need to count if you will. If you wanted to ramp it up and you're like, okay, I actually want to put on a bit more muscle now. Well, that requires you eating more. And that's where I'd say, okay, well, if you really want to do that, I recommend you track because if you just go by, uh, you know, putting in the idea in your head that you're going to eat more. Well, it's going to be difficult to just eat more because your body, again, if you're not paying attention, it likes to just go to a certain range of body fat. Uh, so that's where I recommend is when you have a goal of to lose fat to a certain point or to build muscle to a certain point, you should be tracking for the best way to hit that. If you're already where you want to be, it's very natural to eat a certain amount that keeps that shape that you want and you're already doing the activity that you want to do and you don't have goals to hit a certain thing. You just really like where you're at. Then sure, don't count. You'll be okay. It's not the end of the world. You've already done most of the work. But when you have a specific goal in mind, you want to lose some belly fat, you want to ramp up the muscle building. Yes, I think you should track. That's great tips, man. Thank you. And no, like, thing is i feel like it's it's effort to get starting with the counting but i'm talking to my cousin and he's been doing it for a while and now he just knows how much calories is in the different things he eats so he has that general idea of just knowing okay 200 grams of cottage cheese that's that you know like the bread this and this so for me it's like it feels like when you just get into it and you get used to it and you know what the different meals are 
then you don't have to be as religious about it because you have that record in your brain from the past. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the answer to that is like a bit of it's slightly accurate, right? Because I could tell you nowadays that I can eyeball things and give you a very good estimate of what it is, but I'm, I'm not going to guarantee you that it's a hundred percent because food's yeah. always changing. Right. Yeah, and there's yeah, always yeah. going to be this hidden calories and things and this and that. So yes, you do build more awareness of, of portions and things like that. And how many calories in basic foods, like whole foods, right. That don't really change um, across companies or brands that you buy, for example. Um, mm. But there's still going to be errors. Like any client that tells me, Oh, I don't count, but uh, I think I'm in around 2000 calories. I'm like, okay, well count for a week for me and come back to me with what you get. <laughs> Almost always it's a lot higher <laughs> because you, you don't take into account like beverages, certain sources, or just people are just not very good as, they, as good as they think they are at, at portion control or just understanding how many calories is in something. Right. Um, especially when you're consuming, uh, I'm going to get a little bit technical here. It's not too bad, but uh, you've got macronutrients, right? You've got protein, carbs, and fats. Protein and carbs per gram have four calories, okay? So if, if whatever you're eating was 100% carbohydrates and uh, it was 10 grams, right, of, of whatever that food was, that's 40 calories there, all right? But fat is nine calories a gram. So it's more than double the calorie uh, count per gram. So people don't realize a lot of fats come in oils, yeah, things like that that you just wouldn't think about counting or adding. And that's where the calories rack up. Nuts. I couldn't tell you how many times some peanut followed, butter. <laughs> peanut butter, dude. A lot of calories. Yeah. Like yeah, one tablespoon yeah. is over a hundred calories. And you just wouldn't mm. think about that. All right. Mm. So that's where you got to be careful. And that's where I'd say, yes, uh, when you count, it's gonna become natural. But I still recommend when you got a firm goal, you should still count. Um, mm. always. Mm how how do you make it easy to track like like there's a bunch of apps out there yes. how do you make that the most easy process as possible well think like this the world apps want it to be simple so you use their app the world wants you to use <laughs> to do it <laughs> like that these apps want you to use their app so they're going to make it simple it's super simple like get it invest in a digital scale 10 to 20 dollars okay everyone can afford it it's it's portable you can bring it wherever you want yeah it takes you like one minute when you have a meal to, to log what you're doing, right? An app have a have a barcode scanner. So if whatever you're eating has a barcode, you can scan it and it's already uh, registered in the app and you just, you know, you just go, oh, okay, well, instead of 100 grams, I had 157 and then press tick. That's already put in the app for you, okay? A few seconds, wow, interesting. Yes, so you got the digital scale, <laughs> you got the app. <laughs> You got the app that's that wants it to be quick, yeah. And all you have to do is put your 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 plate on the scale, press on. So obviously your plate is going to be uh, not counted, and then just put the food on top. It tells you how many grams. That's it. And then you just put that in the app. If it's if you if you don't have a barcode, you can just manually enter the food, and then put how many grams you had. It's super quick. This is a, a one to two minute process uh, with whatever how many meals you have, yeah. And if you're having five meals a day. 10 minutes to mm. know and predict what results you're going to get so that you can lose that fat so you can have more energy 
so you can feel great about yourself, so you can have confidence, so you can do all those things you want to do. 10 minutes in a day total, right? So people lose perspective. They, they look at the little things, right? Oh, so much effort, these numbers. It's basic mass, okay? It's basic mass. And, and they, they get too caught up in those little things without looking at the big picture. Well, why are you doing this? Mm. Always understand why you're doing what you're doing, not just to look a certain way, but how is that going to affect your life? How you feel, how you, you know, you know what I mean? Like go about your day, how people perceive you. I'll tell you right now, I, I, people take you a lot more seriously when you look good, when you're in shape, because it says something about you. It says you're willing to commit to something and work mm. on yourself and apply a certain intensity uh, to, to get into that shape. It says a lot about you. People respect you more. They give you more. It, for, you should know that first impressions, no matter what people say, not to judge someone by the cover, they do and they can't help it. It's in our biology to think that way. Right. So look at, you know, don't just look at all this. Oh, you know, tracking it. No, no, look at the big picture. Right. And if you're especially someone who has a business, if someone sees that you're in great shape, anytime someone's trying to sell me something like clothes, for example, when they just have this great energy about them, when they look good, they're fit in their clothes. It's just this nice fit. I already have this likability factor and bias towards this guy. And I'm happy to do to to that buy whatever he's trying to you know sell me you know what i mean and it's facts you've got more of a window of opportunity to create an impression when you look good you feel good you come off confident and uh this just ties into that equation well mate i'm i love it the halo effect you know it's 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 so true and everything is just an upward spiral this is what's really cool about this. It's like, oh, you're taking care of your health. Oh, you're actually taking care of what you're eating. You're making sure that you help yourself to be more productive, which again will spiral into be more successful. And it's just an upward spiral. I might be getting into that myself. I think I should be. I think, I think I'm not eating enough food, especially after going over to vegetarian. It's like, I noticed that I'm dropping wait, I'm noted like I, I call it lean, but in reality, I'm probably just losing weight. You know, what are you trying to accomplish there with the, with the eating the muscle or are you trying to lose, drop some weight? For me, it's just like live the most healthy lifestyle I can convenient, healthy, getting up, exercising, set myself up for long-term sustainable health. Okay. And do you like the body fat that you're at? I I th I think I want to go go higher. I think I'm I'm gonna get into building more muscle soon. Hating the yeah, gym. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, a a big big uh, mistake that people don't make when they're trying to build muscle. And I know for all the guys listening that this is probably not in alignment with what you want. Like a lot of people just they don't care too much about getting too too big or anything. But you don't need to be. Building muscle doesn't mean you're going to be a big bodybuilder, right? Mm -hmm. It takes a long time. These guys train for their whole life. Yeah. A lot of them use enhancements. Okay. And sleep so, for 12 hours a day. Yes. Sleep for 12 hours a day. Uh, <laughs> eat constantly. <laughs> but if you want to build more muscle, yeah, you want to become a bit more impressive in that area and stronger, you do need to eat more. And you need mm -hmm. to learn how to eat more without feeling like it's too difficult, right? It's got to be somewhat sustainable. So a big thing uh, for anyone, uh, even, even you, Carl, or anyone listening, is that you do have to prioritize eating a little bit more. 
And again, tracking comes into play, but there are a lot of strategies to make. The, the whole goal is how can I get the calories, uh, the right amount of calories in to put some weight on without putting on too much fat and also without uh, feeling too full all the time because you will, you know, like especially if your body likes to sit at a certain body fat percentage uh, and you try to push that envelope to build a bit more mass and get stronger because you will need to if you want to, if you, if you want to do that. Um, then yeah, the game is how can I do that and consistently put on that weight and muscle without feeling sick, <laughs> without feeling like I'm going to throw up. And that's a whole different, a whole different topic. Um, and I understand that a lot of people don't want to do that. Uh, it just depends how extreme you want to go with it. hundred percent. It's, it's interesting because you think about fitness and you think that's all in the gym, but you realize that, you know, a lot of it, the big, the big pile of it, it, it is actually in the kitchen, is actually in the restitution, you know, because we're getting into, we're, we're talking about fitness, but we're mostly talking about food. Yeah, it, it, and it's crazy because people think that, okay, well, I want to get in shape. I want to lose X amount of weight, um, but I, the gym's not for me. I don't like going to the gym or I don't want to spend the time to tra travel to the gym. Well, you don't need to. A lot of this stuff is your eating because that's going to determine how much you're weighing. You know what I mean? How lean you are, how much fat you lose. Your eating is a big uh, factor responsible for that. You know mm. what I mean? So you could, in theory, just not work out at all. But if you had your eating on point and you knew how much to eat and you're eating good quality, you could still lose weight. Yeah. So that's why we've been talking about it because it's very important it's that's why i like online coaching because it covers a holistic approach you know because the eating is actually more important for most people uh with their goal of losing weight than the actual training mm. the training is is for functional purposes is for health purposes of making sure your body moves so you feel good yeah you're more focused you're stronger you're uh you're not going to get injured by little you know how many people get injured when they just kind of twist and turn yeah. to pick something up? And that next thing, yeah. oh, my back. Well, you don't know how to move correctly. You've been creating these, these bad movement patterns your whole life through sitting and, and not moving properly through proper ranges of motions and strengthening that. That's important. Um, so that's what the training is for. Yeah, it's for that and to, yeah, build your strength up. But the, the, the body composition in regards to fat that's eating. That's eating. And also uh, how you feel as well is also part of the eating as well, right? Again, what fuel you're putting in your body. So that's, it, it's a big deal. And if you're not covering both aspects, uh, you're really missing out. You're really missing out. 100%. How, how, how does your diet look like? Yep. So, so my diet is not like a, see, this is what a lot of people do is they think that you need to be on a strict meal plan, right? well, at this time, I'm going to eat this, this, and this, and I'm going to do that every single day. That's not realistic. That's not realistic at all. If you want a social life too, you know what I mean? Like there's not always going to be same uh, options of food available to you. I track my calories because it's such a habit, right? I do track my calories. Um, I know what's healthy, but I don't have a plan every single day of exactly what I'm eating, right? Because again, there is... And this is what my philosophy with my coaching is, is like there's a point of uh, the most return on investment versus going the extra mile, which just takes a lot more time. So it's like, let's just get the most out of it mm. so we can see 
time to spend on, uh, on the business or whatever work, right? So for me, I count the calories. I know what I'm going to hit. I've got a very solid understanding of what's healthy. And uh, typically those are just base ingredients for me uh, that you can have in bulk. And, and I'll just, it, it'll change a little bit every day, right? I make sure it fits the calories. Uh, I make sure I hit a certain amount of protein, which is very easy to figure out. It doesn't take very long. And then I just make sure how I do that is through healthy foods, right? That's balanced in regards to protein, uh, types of foods that I'm eating, of course, have your vegetables, fellas, you know, this, <laughs> things like this. Uh, and again, I don't have a strict meal plan. Uh, you don't need a strict meal plan. You're not a bodybuilder. If it helps you fine. Um, but that's all I do is basic understanding of clean eating. I know my calories. I know how much protein I'm going to hit for my muscle building goals. And then every single day, it's a little bit different depending on the context. Most times I have a few ingredients that I stick to out of habit um, and, and convenience as well. And uh, typically, especially when I'm busy, I'll just put that in Tupperware and bring that with me. Yeah. And put it in a microwave wherever I'm at and I eat it there. That's so easy. So easy. So it's been, it's been a pleasure. And before we wrap this golden episode, what's your top three takeaways for professionals and entrepreneurs that wants to build muscle and feel healthy without sacrificing their professional lives? Okay. Top three takeaways, pieces of advice. Um, Focus on your nutrition, okay? How can you, how can you make eating healthy and eating a certain amount convenient and easy? All right, that's number one. Make the nutrition something that doesn't require you to, to use a lot of brain power. It should be easy. It should be around your surroundings, right? Um, but you got to set your environment up for success. Mm. Uh, that's a big thing. Um, so understand that's super important, especially if you uh, have some weight goals, you want to lose some some fat. Uh, another thing, another takeaway is that, hey, you don't need to go to a gym seven days a week and work out like a bodybuilder. You need to understand certain principles around exercise that's important for your goal, uh, know what's important to focus on uh, and implement that, right? It doesn't need to take long. You can do it from your home if you uh, incorporate certain training principles. It can be done at a gym. Gym is typically better. You've got more resources available to you. Um, it just doesn't have to be done to the extent that you think it does. Uh And again, convenience, find ways to make it as convenient as possible. And at the end of the day, 30 minutes is better than nothing, right? Uh, I train four times a week and that's someone who takes it a bit more seriously and still four days a week is not as bad as people think it should be. Okay. That's the second thing. And uh, third thing in regards to fitness and health. I mean, the biggest, honestly, the biggest takeaway is realizing uh, the cost benefit to this. Right, understanding the long-term value out of prioritizing your health a little bit more, that you're not just taking away time from your business. Uh, when you reject your fitness or your health because you think you're taking away time from your business, you're actually taking away from the quality of the time you spend on your business. At, at the end of the day, it's quality, not quantity. Right? You want to make sure you're 100% focused. You're, you, just in return of that, you're going to be able to make better quality and effective decisions for your business. Uh, you're going to be able to make better decisions as a leader if you have a team uh, and you're going to be a lot more productive that way. And if you've got a family, well, you're going to be able to look after your kids better. You're going to be able to run around with them, be a better role model for them, be able to, you know, <laughs> uh, be the man of the family who, hey, if, if some things go down 
and something needs to be moved around or whatever taken care of, you can do that. It's not an issue, right? So just realize that the value of this is not just to look a certain way. People get way too caught in that, up in that. It's not just about looks here. This is about performance and this is about your life. How long are you going to live? How long are you going to spend uh, pushing this aside and reducing, cutting years off your life? Literally cutting years off your life. Okay, so that's the that's the third one uh, perspective here. Okay, this is important. Stop pushing it aside. It can be done. It doesn't really take that long. You just need a firm understanding of what not to waste your time on and what to spend your time on, and that's it. I love it, man. Number one, focus on nutrition. Number two, make it convenient. Realize that you don't have to work out seven days a week. And number three, realize the cost benefit and the, and and putting in the quality to gain the return of product of more productivity and more energy on the other side and what's really gorgeous is that people have have the mentor in front of them right now so now how can somebody that's interested in getting more in shape while they're being busy in their professional life find you and get help from your will yeah, so a very easy way is on Instagram. My handle is william.gill, G-I-L-L. -L. Uh, on there, you can either reach out to me personally um, and I, or I'll have a link up very soon that's going to obviously link to an apply page as well. So that will be the easiest way to find me. Awesome stuff, brother. Well, with that being said, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for hopping on today's episode and dropping dropping some knowledge man i have uh, it has really opened opened my eyes i appreciate the opportunity thank you very much uh, this was good fun